the Father, and the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Fellow redeemed, your hearing is an incredible gift from God. Right now, the sound waves from my voice are entering into your ears, vibrating your eardrums, and sending signals into your brain so that you can understand, comprehend what I'm saying. The fact all of this is happening within a second is simply incredible. And this goes on day after day after day, hearing the voice of loved ones, hearing the voice of others, so that you may understand, comprehend what's going on in the world around you. Hearing is certainly a gift from God, and we should thank Him for it. And yet, there are times in life where there appears to be a disconnect between hearing and understanding. Like the times when an individual tells their spouse, their children, or their employees something, and then surprisingly, they do something completely contrary to what they were told. And the reasons for this are many. Maybe they're distracted. Maybe they forgot what they heard. And sometimes it could even be more sinister in that. They are deliberately going against what you said. This truth between hearing and understanding is central to the gospel for this morning. Now, up to this point, Jesus had already begun <clears throat> preaching and teaching and healing those who were sick. And as a result, great crowds were gathering around him. People from town after town came out to hear him or to perform some sort of miracle. <clears throat> and it's here where seeing the crowds, Jesus tells them a story of a man who was a sower. This man goes out into the field, and as he sows the seed, some of the seed fell along the path, and it was trampled underfoot, and the birds of the air devoured it. And some of the seed fell on the rocks, and as it grew up, it withered away because it had no moisture. Some fell among the thorns, and the thorns grew up with it and choked it, and some fell into good soil and grew and yielded a hundredfold. Now as Jesus said these things, he called out, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. And then, surprisingly, he was done. Didn't say anything else. Now can you imagine being there and hearing these words? Imagine the responses Possibly some people were shaking their heads in agreement. Others possibly were looking around in confusion. Others possibly were looking on in disgust. The irony in all of this is that hundreds, if not thousands of people heard Jesus' words. And yet, not all who heard him understood him. But why? Well, Jesus' words weren't just a story of a sower. 
One simply to entertain his hearers, Jesus' words are a parable. That is, they're words that hide and reveal spiritual truths, truths about the kingdom of God. Some who heard Jesus' words likely understood this, these truths. Others, on the other hand, didn't. So in order that they may understand, and also that we may understand, the disciples asked Jesus to explain the parable they just heard. Jesus says that the sower, uh, the one who sows, is none other, or the seed that the sower sows, is none other than the word of God. And this word is powerful, bringing forth the plant of understanding, the plant of faith, that is, trust of the heart that clings to the promises of God. Now understand that because of sin, you can't believe in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior by your own reason or strength or understanding. The sinful flesh is opposed to the holy things of God. Only the Holy Spirit, working through the word of God, can create this trust in God and his promises from our sinful, unbelieving hearts. And yet to some hearers, this word seems foolish. Without understanding, they don't believe they're sinners. And neither do they believe that God's word can do such great things in breaking the hardness of man's sinful heart. Well, consider, again, what Jesus equates the word of God to. He equates it to a seed. Now, you farmers and gardeners know that a single seed is anything but weak. It may be tiny, it may be small, but a single seed is powerful. Planted into the ground, it will sprout up and grow. Eventually, it will yield an abundance of grain or vegetables or fruit. So if a tiny little seed is this powerful... Very word of God, the one, the word of he who is Lord over, over the heavens and the earth, his word is even more powerful. Consider the Old Testament for this day. The prophet Isaiah equates the word of God to water that brings forth life. Prophet Isaiah writes, For as the rain and the snow came down from heaven, and do not return there, but water the earth, Make it bring forth and sprout, giving seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So shall my word be that goes out from my mouth. It shall not return to me empty, but it shall accomplish that which I purpose, and shall succeed in the thing for which I send it. In the epistle for this day, the author of the Hebrews writes, For the word of God is living, it's active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing the divisions of the soul and of spirit, of joints and of marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. Fellow redeemed, hear and understand that the word of God is inherently 
powerful. It accomplishes what God pleases. It exposes our sin. It reveals the eternal punishment for that sin. Not only that, it gives the forgiveness of sins, life and salvation in Jesus. God's word will prosper in the things for which God sends it. And yet Jesus also reveals in the parable that only the seed that fell upon the good ground produced any sort of fruit to maturity. The seed that was sown upon the path, on the rocky ground, on the, among the thorns, well, it didn't. Now, why is that? Especially if there's nothing wrong with the seed, the word of God. Well, hear and understand that the problem is the soil. The ones along the path are those who heard. They heard the life-giving word of God, and yet the devil comes and takes away the word from their heart so that they may not believe, understand, be saved. Satan's sole purpose is to destroy your faith in Christ. He'll do whatever he can to pluck God's word out of the hearts of those who hear it. And he does so by lying to you. You can't trust the Bible. You're a fool if you believe what God says to you. You're not that bad of a person. You don't need God. This is the same trick he played on Adam and Eve in the garden. And tragically, it worked. They turned away from the life-giving word of God and listened to another word, a false word. And Satan continues to play this same trick today. You know family or friends who won't even consider God's word because to them the whole idea of religion is ridiculous. And so... Taken away by the devil, the seed, which is God's word, never reaches human hearts. It never creates understanding. That is faith in God and his promises. The second soil, the ones on the rock are those who, when they heard the word, receive it with joy. While they hear the life-giving word of God, these have no roots. They believe, they have faith, they trust, they understand for a while. In times of testing, they fall away. Times of testing will come upon every Christian, come upon every single one of you. It's not hard to look around the world And to see that things are getting tougher for Christians. Foundational biblical teaching about God's creation of man as male and female. His ordering for marriage as a union of a man and a woman are denied by the world. More than that, these truths are labeled as offensive, unacceptable. The world will eventually define the proclamation of the truth of God's word as hate speech, and sets up ways to criminalize those who speak these truths. 
If you don't believe it, it's already happening in Europe and in Canada. As this happens, will you be ready to suffer for speaking the truth? Jesus reveals here that some won't. Some who are brought to faith in Christ won't endure when life gets hard, when it involves crosses. Forsaking God's word in their time of need, they wither in the heat. As for what fell among the thorns, they are those who hear. But as they go on their way, they are choked by the cares and riches and pleasures of life, and their fruit does not mature. Jesus reveals that cares, riches, pleasures of life can choke out faith, understanding. The riches and pleasures of life include all those things that have become false gods. Sports, money, wealth, travel, hobbies, careers. The list is endless. All these can become things that you love and fear and trust in more than Christ. And like thorns, they grow up. They gradually grow up and will eventually choke out faith. It doesn't happen overnight. It's slow. You may not even notice it. Yet if you allow these things to be more important than Christ in his life-giving word, they will kill your understanding. That is, it will destroy your faith, trust in Christ. Fellow redeemed, hear. Hear and understand that you can't take the word of God for granted. Each of us know people who sat in these same pews and heard the gospel of Christ. We all know people who stood at this altar and confessed in their confirmation vows, I intend to hear the word of God and receive the Lord's Supper faithfully. I intend to live according to the word of God. I intend you to continue steadfast in the confession in church and to suffer all, even death, rather than fall away from it. And yet, they did fall away from it. Hear and understand this day that you're not exempt from this either. There's no such thing as once saved, always saved. God's word reveals that Satan's snatching temptations are always at work. Targeting our weakness. It reveals that we prefer to avoid rejection and ridicule from the world. It reveals that the sinful coveting and wrongful desires that infects our hearts. Oh, redeemed, repent for the times you've despised or even become bored with God's word. For not gladly hearing it, taking it to heart. Repent of your sins. And understand that because of these sins, we're truly deserving of both temporal and eternal punishment. And yet, God be praised that even in the midst of your sin, the hardness of your heart, the seed, that is the word of God, continues to be sown. It's a seed that doesn't weaken in the face of opposition. Because at the center of this powerful seed, this word, 
is Christ Himself. He's the promise seed. He's the Word made flesh. He's the one who was sent to rescue you from your sinful and deceitful heart, to rescue you from the danger and adversity of this dying and sinful world. He's sent to bring you His forgiveness, His life, His salvation. Jesus lived by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God, including the promise of His own bloody sacrifice on the cross in your place, carrying all of your failings to it. And on that stony hill of Golgotha, even the scorching heat of God's wrath for your sin, his faith didn't wither. Risen from the grave and ascended with all authority in heaven and on earth, the crucified and risen Christ comes among us now, sowing his powerful seed, his powerful word. And through this word, he breaks through the hardness of your heart. So that you may hear and understand that he has won for you forgiveness, life, and salvation through his crucifixion and his glorious resurrection from the dead. Have you ever wondered why you're constantly being encouraged to be faithful in your church attendance? To make it the highest priority in your week? placing it above work and sports and vacations and other activities. It's the word of God, the word preached, that word tied to water, tied to bread and wine, that is Christ's very body and blood. It's that word of God that gives and nourishes life. Just as the rain and snow that came down from heaven and waters the earth, And it's that same word that enables you to go forth from here to bear fruit with patience. That is to live in love toward God and love toward your neighbor. So this morning, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ calls each and every single one of you not to simply just hear his words, but to hear and understand them. Trust Him, to cling to them in faith, your life with God. And the forgiveness that He gives to you for Christ's sake is dependent upon His life-giving Word. Holy Scripture is the foundation of our faith because it alone gives you Jesus and His forgiveness and life that He won for you on the cross. And while you face various temptations in this life, you have God's sure and certain promise that the words that proceed from His mouth, that is, His words of forgiveness, life, and salvation, that He will never leave you and forsake you, His words will never return empty. They will accomplish all that He promises. God be praised. Amen. Peace of God, which passes all understanding. Keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord.